Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Believe in the Miami Heat, brought to you by the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. Now, a couple days ago on the YouTube channel, I dropped my official prediction for the 2024 Miami Heat. We talked best case scenario and worst case scenario. And if y'all enjoy these audio podcasts, I highly recommend that you check out the YouTube side because we got all kinds of funny graphics and edits that I do. So I really think y'all will enjoy. If you want to check that out, just search Anthony DiNardo on YouTube. That's D-I-N-A-R-D-O. But, of course, for my audio-only listeners here on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, etc., I wanted to give y'all the audio as well, so enjoy. I feel pretty confident in saying that the Miami Heat are the most unpredictable team in the entire NBA. I mean, on one hand, I could see them, like, losing in the play-in tournament. But on the other hand, I could see them winning the NBA championship now. (laughs) Major L, cope harder, bro. Shut the f*** up, bro. Dame got traded to Milwaukee, like, two weeks ago. And still, every time I I say something positive about the Miami Heat in one of these videos, I have a Trailblazers fans commenting saying, Oh, cope harder, bro. Bro, if you think I'm stressing about a team that just went to the NBA Finals, been to two of them things in the last four years, if you think I'm stressing about that squad, you completely wrong. So to all the Portland fans out there, go ahead and enjoy your bottom of the tank lottery team, and we'll be sitting here actually trying to compete. But have fun making fun of us. Now, yes, I did want Damian Lillard, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to sit here and complain all season that we don't have him. The inevitable game where no one can shoot and we only score like 85 points. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, but if only Pat Riley would have gave up Kalen Martin, because one, we don't know if he did or not. But two, that just sounds like a miserable way to watch basketball. Shout out my guy, Barry Jackson. Uh, he's basically been saying the same sentiment on Twitter. He's saying, if you're just going to complain all season about how they, the Heat screwed this up, go find another sport. Go take up kayaking or something like that. Uh, so shout out Barry Jackson because I agree with him on that. Uh, and he's been on a tirade of late. If y'all haven't seen his tweets after the, after the Mario Cristobal debacle last week where the man forgot to take a knee, he's been coming hard at pause. He's been coming hard at everyone on on uh twitter and i respect it because barry jackson is as real as it gets and 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 i wish more reporters would like him so anybody getting that barry jackson layoff because he's the man okay so now the miami heat i want to give a video talking about my official predictions for the team this season now this is one of those videos where i didn't really take any notes because i want to speak from the heart uh and what i'm feeling right now is that nobody is winning the championship outside of san antonio spurs because we just played them in the preseason yesterday and victor Wembanyama absolutely terrifies me i have no doubt in my mind that he will be a hall of famer but you know let, let's be more realistic now and talk about what i actually think about for this team now Earlier, what I said is true. I do think this Heat team has the widest margin of floor and ceiling in the entire NBA. Now, it's weird because you could say they're bringing back virtually the same roster. They've had the same roster for several years now. So how are they unpredictable? Well, that's because of how last season ended. They were a Max Struess explosion away from literally losing in the play-in tournament. And then they won a game in the NBA Finals three wins from winning the whole thing you could say they were close you could say they really weren't because they got killed in basically four games by denver but you didn't have tyler hero you're gonna have some more guys on the team that you hope you can get some improvement so theoretically with the same roster they could win the nba championship so i kind of guess i want to start with the negative and then work my way to the positive which is the floor the floor is this team missing the playoffs 
by virtue of losing in the playing tournament because i think seeds eight through ten make the playing tournament i don't think the heat would be bad enough to completely miss that meaning they'd be like the 11th seed in the east right so how did the heat get to the point last year where they were a seven seed they did lose in the first game to play in tournament versus the atlanta hawks before finally beating chicago and then sneaking in as an a seed the main thing that i look at last season and i kind of hate talking about this because everyone knows it and it's literally the most obvious thing but the reason that he struggled in the regular season is because they couldn't make shots. And there's the old cliche, what is it saying? It's a, it's a make or miss league, which is the most obvious thing, but it's true. This team, Heat team, was horrendous in three-point shooting in the regular season. And I think they actually, uh, I think they were like the, low, the bottom offense. They might have actually been 30th in offense in points per game, which is kind of crazy. It's even crazier that when you think the year before, so now two years ago when he went to the conference finals and lost in game seven, they were the best three-point shooting team in the league. So let's go back to that year. Regular season, best three-point shooting team, number one seed. Going to the playoffs, shooting falls off a cliff, averages, the law of averages comes into effect, and then of course they lose in the conference finals. You go into last year, one of the worst uh, shooting teams in the regular season, make the playoffs as, as an eighth seed, you get to the playoffs, the law averages comes into effect again, and then, you, of course, you go on this magical run to make the NBA final. So it's kind of crazy how, how that all works, which, again, goes to the unpredictability of this team. So now let's say that the Heat go into the season and the shooting is as poor as it was last season. Well, there you go. You're going to be in the same exact spot that you were, you know, seventh, eighth, maybe even ninth seed in the playing tournament. Now, as far as the additions that this team made, I think the I think the people that we got do a great job supplementing the people that we lost because I guess who did we lose? We lost Max Strews, Gabe Vincent, and people forget to mention Victor Oladipo, who I think was very good for the Heat when healthy in the playoffs. So you lost those three guys. The biggest problem there for me is, is the uh, point of attack defense on the perimeter. You lost that obviously with Gabe and Victor Oladipo, but you did bring in Josh Richardson, who I think is phenomenal at that. And I think he'll do a great, uh, a good job replacing those guys, uh, specifically Gabe Vincent, because Vic was awesome. He obviously had troubles with injuries, but Gabe Vincent's the guy that I think really, really stepped up. And I think Josh Richardson may be better than him. Now, again, it's been a few years, I guess four years since Jay Rich has been in the organization. I haven't been keeping an eye on him 100% since then. So I don't know if to what level he still is, but he's only 30 years old. That's when a lot of guys seem to hit their prime. So I still think he has, I still have confidence in him that he can actually be better than what Gabe was. Now, the other guy we, of course, lost is Max Strews, went to the Cleveland Cavaliers was okay in the playoffs, was up and down. Obviously, in the finals, he shot like 16% from three. He was terrible. But in the regular season, people seem to forget how mediocre he was. He was only at 35% from three on high volume. He really wasn't as great last season as he was two years ago. So I don't think that loss is super, super huge. Of course, the guy that, that people look at is Duncan Robinson to kind of replace what he did. Now, Duncan was awful last year. 33% shooting on, on high volume. That's terrible. For a, for a sniper to shoot actually under 33%. That's awful. I know he was hurt a little bit. He, he hurt his finger. But even before that, he was getting DNP coaches decisions because he couldn't shoot. And people say, okay, yeah, I don't care if he plays defense. He's hitting shots. He wasn't doing that last year either. He was benched because of his play on the court. 
And coming into the preseason, he was already like 0 for 6 in the first game. Wasn't great yesterday. But I don't put much stock into the preseason. But I don't have a lot of faith in Duncan Robinson going into this year. I think the sample size that we saw last year was too big. Now, yes, he was good in the playoffs. But again, you're talking a much smaller sample size. And I was a guy that was the strongest believer in Duncan Robinson. I'm actually a owner of the Duncan Robinson cryptocurrency called Debo. I'm not making it up. He had his own cryptocurrency. I had tickets to his live show before it was canceled because of COVID or something. I, uh, I'm a long time subscriber of his podcast. I was a big Duncan guy. And two years ago in the playoffs, he struggled that season too. But in the playoffs, he had that game versus Atlanta, shot seven to eight from three. And I told everybody, he said, I told you Duncan was going to bounce back. I told you, I told you. And then he couldn't hit a shot the rest of the playoffs. Had me looking like an idiot. And since that day, I said, I will not believe in Duncan Robinson until he proves me wrong. So I love you, Duncan. Just don't have a lot of faith in you going into this season. But if this Heat team wants to have a chance to contend, they will need it from Duncan Robinson. I'm just not so sure they'll get it, right? Then, of course, the other big addition you added was Thomas Bryant, who has balled in the preseason. I think is exactly what this team needs. He's an actual physical big body, very good offensively. So he does help with the scoring a little bit. They say that his defense leaves a little to be desired. I haven't certainly paid attention to his defense in his career prior to this. But now that he's in the Miami Heat, we'll, we'll be paying a lot of attention to that. And through two preseason games, he's been decent, other than Victor Wembanyama. But hey, who's stopping that? And, but I think we can all agree that, that Thomas Bryant is worlds better than Dwayne Dedman and Cody Zeller. But I do want to be cautious, too, because I remember there was a point we liked Dwayne Dedman. There was a point we liked Cody Zeller. Right now, we all like Thomas Bryant. Hopefully, it stays good. Again, if it doesn't, that all helps to the Heat being one of the bottom, te- the, the bottom teams in the Eastern Conference. Now, you also got Jaime Hawkins Jr. You got Nikola Jovic, who barely got some run last year. So you essentially got two young kids coming into the roster. A lot of times you get nothing from guys that young. Now, Jaime Hawkins is 22. He's a four-year guy at UCLA. They say he's NBA ready, and he certainly looks like it. But you never know until he hits the real, the real stage. So if those guys can't produce either... And now, now you're looking at a roster that, that is very, very lack, lacking of depth. Of course, you got an agent, Kyle Lowry. He's likely to regress. You have a, a Jimmy Butler who's getting older. We don't know how much longer he can play at this superstar level. Now, I think he will. But again, we're just kind of talking worst case scenario here. Uh, maybe you get a, an annoyed Tyler here that's annoyed from being traded 100,000 times. And I don't think he has that mindset. But maybe he does start to get annoyed if they start losing. These are all factors that can contribute to the Heat being, you know, like I said, a bottom seed. And then if you get to the playing tournament, they may lose. Just like they were this close losing last year until, of course, Max Struess went off. So I don't think it's crazy to say that this team's floor is losing in the playing because, hey, they almost did last year. You almost got the same roster. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, I think this team may be able to win the NBA Finals. Now, I could break it down pretty easily and say, hey, they got there last year. They didn't have Tyler Hero. You add in Tyler Hero, bring some offense, something they really needed that series, needed uh, something, someone in that mid-range that could kind of score. We saw that's where Bam did a lot of his work. Jimmy was pretty ineffective. We don't know if it was injury or whatever. Still a little confused on that. But maybe they can get back there with this new and improved roster, right? Because a lot of people saying the Heat got worse. You could easily make the argument, in my opinion, that they got better. This now, uh, the internal improvement is something that I think is, is understated a lot. This is something I actually said going into last season when the Heat ran it back. I said, hey, maybe the Heat are better because your, your, your two, two of your three best players are young. Bam it about Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is not at his max potential at 23. Bam it about is not at his max potential at 25. 
And Tyler, I don't think he necessarily was better last season. I definitely want to see a jump from him. Uh, I'd like to see him get up to like 23 points per game or something. But we did see a jump from Bam Adebayo. Back in his all-star form, was way more aggressive the first half of the season before that kind of died down a little bit. But you still got those two guys are very young and they are going to get better. So for that reason alone, you could argue your roster is better, right? And then I already talked about how the, the subtractions of Depot and Struess and Vincent is not as big as uh, as the additions of <laughs> Thomas Bryant and Josh Richardson and Jaime Hawkins. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because I like Jay Rich. We like Thomas Bryant. Jaime Hawkins at 22 years old. I think they drafted him for a reason because he is NBA ready. We already see that with his footwork. I mean, my God, the dude looks like he can get a bucket. Super athletic, which means that they're going to use that skill set to make him a, a good defender in this league as well. Nikola Jovic dominated FIBA. I, I think that is a, a great sign that he's going to have a substantial role in this team as well and be able to contribute. So now you're talking about four new pieces that you added to this roster. Add that with a healthy and improving Tyler Hero and improving Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, who went in the playoffs, is a top five player in this game. And you're winning this league with superstars. And Jimmy Butler is the definition of a superstar. So all of that being said, if you can get the good shooting like they had two years ago, which shooting is tricky, uh, can go from best to worst. We've seen that. We talked about that. If they can get that shooting, there's no reason the C-team can't be a, a third seed in the Eastern Conference because I don't think they'll be better than Milwaukee or Boston in the regular season. But then they get to the postseason, and then we saw the same thing that we saw last year. Let's say they get matched up versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, they got Damian Lillard now, and that does terrify me. But the Heat bust the Bucks' ass in five games last year. So you think adding Damian Lillard is enough to make the Bucks win another three games? I don't know. Now, yeah, Giannis was hurt for, like, what, one and a half games last postseason. But when he came back, the Heat still bust their ass. And if you saw Jimmy Butler dominate Drew Holiday, what do you think he's going to do to Damian Lillard? He may score 70, okay? And now let's say the Heat get massive versus Milwaukee Bucks. Who, who did they add? Kristaps Porzingis, who does have the injury concerns he may or may not be there they lost robert williams they lost grant williams who actually think did a did a decent job on jimmy butler last year outside of that one game where jimmy was talking that trash to to, to uh grant williams but who else did they add they added drew holiday who jimmy butler just dropped 56 points on so when you look at it like that maybe the heat can beat the two juggernaut favorites in the eastern conference on their way to the nba finals now, if they get matched up versus Denver Nuggets, I don't feel confident about that because they still have nobody that can guard Nikola Jokic. Nobody in the league really can. But hey, maybe if you get Tyler Hero this time, it provides enough offense. If, you, if, if the ball bounces your way a couple times, maybe it's enough to win another three games and make them the NBA champions this season. So most unpredictable team in the NBA because I can't judge them based off last year because do I go off the regular season? Do I go off the playoffs? It's impossible for me to know. But I will predict that this team will not only make the NBA championship, but screw it. I'm going to say the Miami Heat will be the 2024 NBA championships. Uh, I believe this team has done enough to, to at least give the benefit of the, to, for, for me to at least give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Because all they ever do is di get disrespected and discredited and all they do is prove people wrong. So who am I to sit here and say they're going to be a first or second round exit? I'm a fan. Why not give them benefit of the doubt and say that they will win the championship? Now, if they were to lose in a playing tournament, this is me telling you, I won't be surprised. 
but I do think they have enough to potentially get it done. But that's all I got for this video. Drop a comment down below to let me know what y'all think. Let me know if you think I'm being a homer or super crazy. Or if you're a Portland fan, tell me to cope harder. Because at the end of the day, you commenting, increasing the views, which is all pushing the algorithm. So if y'all want to help the algorithm too and help your boy out, like the video, comment, subscribe, do all the good stuff. And I'll see y'all next time. Look, pull up in your city, trying to get that dead fast like, Do it on my own, I don't need no dead weight Had to kill him off, yeah, I need a head space You know this homegrown bitch, don't a fan, mate Thank you for listening to Believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show And giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.